weiß Bescheid. Welcome to the most forward-thinking, inspirational podcast on the planet. Prepare to reevaluate everything you've been taught. Welcome back to the Mental Mastery Alliance podcast. Today we have with us a pretty exciting guest. Uh, somebody I've wanted to talk to for a while. Uh, this has been about a week or so in the making, but longer um, in truth because I've been hunting down somebody that has a lot of information and knowledge on these topics today. Uh, and this fella, this, this highly intelligent individual, has come to me uh, through a friend who just, you know, how the world works. You get connected with people and things end up working out. And I'm really excited to talk about this. Today's topics, for those of you, and I know some of you have been looking for these guys as well, some of these topics, some answers on this. Uh, this isn't all the answers. This is just something definitely for you guys to get started with and to work into, but we're going to go over a lot of stuff. The topics again today are natural law, international law, maritime law, straw man, oceanic law, and not quite free man, as I was told uh, a little bit earlier from our current guest, Corey Ray. Welcome to the show, man. Thanks for having me, Adam. I'm, uh, I'm excited to be here, excited to uh, be able to impart some more knowledge on other men and women and uh, create some changes and solutions moving forward. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and ladies and gentlemen, he is outside right now. Uh, but I think the connection is good. So if there's any issues, note that I'll try to do the best I can to fix them in post. But if anything squeaks by, you're listening to the final copy right now. And hopefully it'll be good. I do apologize again for an episode, a couple episodes back where I could not perfect her audio. Um, but that won't happen again. So, Corey, um, we have you listed here and you have addressed yourself to us as Corey Ray. But what is Corey Ray? So when you actually, everything comes down to language. And so grammar plays a role in that as well. Um, when, when you're referring to man or woman as a fact, you actually uh, want to put full colon. Uh, so for myself, it would be full colon Corey hyphen Ray, full stop. And so by putting the full colon in there and connecting the two words, um, it, it makes it factual. And this goes back to language that... Um, was actually done by Focal and David hyphen Win, Focal and Miller. And so this language is called um, correct sentence structure, parse syntax grammar. And it's a performance. It's a, a language performance. Um, with that language, it's the only true language that's uh, been quantified in a means that one word, one meaning. And the way it needs to be written is one meaning, one sentence. And because our language has been so perverted, so to speak, over the generations, um, it, it's controversial within itself. The fact that you have multiple meanings for one word uh, creates the opportunity for confusion. So back to international law, maritime law, um, you know, it, it functions under the fact that the, you don't want vessels to collide. Right, whether it's on the ocean or, or wherever else. Well, when you come onto land, uh, the way they reference it, and, and this is under the UPU, the Universal Postal Union, which is the highest jurisdiction. Um, and, and this is actually why I started to look into these different levels of jurisdiction was because I was seeking uh, this knowledge myself. Um, I had uh, issues with legal systems, uh, family court, actually, which uh, helped me to deep dive into this knowledge base. And interesting enough, when I did find uh, Focal and David hyphen Wynn, he actually did the same thing. It was the fact that the courts um, had taken his children and, and were utilizing uh, them in a fraudulent manner. 
that really drove him to learn this stuff. And, and the things that he came across are phenomenal. And so I'm here to, to help share some of that today. I'm sure there'll be uh, some follow-up questions and uh, discussions we'll have to have down the road. Absolutely. These, these, these types of things always end up in, you know, multiple episodes and um, multiple, you know, comments and questions that come in from the audience, because, you know, a lot of the stuff, it sounds kind of wishy-washy at the beginning, but, you know, it starts to apply things. I know, you know, when dealing with the police, for example, uh, when dealing with any authority, there are things with regards to, you know, how to say or state certain things to discredit, not discredit, but to, to announce to whoever's messing with you or whoever's, you know, in your, in your, in your current space that you don't acknowledge their authority uh, over you. And so for the audience, what do you think, or what do you, you know, where would you go or how would you start to tell somebody that, um, Everything is an, is a contract. How would you start to, to to tell someone that the police? Yes, sure, they're police. They're doing their quote unquote job. They're this, they're that. But how would you go into like what would you begin with when you when you're saying to somebody who wouldn't know any of this how to how to address um, a police traffic stop, for example? Well, everything comes down to public safety when you're working within the public realm, mm-hmm. and that again is you know to protect each other. Uh, one of the universal laws is, you know, you shall, you, you don't cause harm. So whatever you're doing, whether it's in your private capacity, the public capacity, um, the foundational rule is, is you're not causing harm while you're doing it. Mm-hmm. Um, what's happened is there were systems that were put in place, near perfect systems that were put there for a benefit. Okay. And so what happened is some, some very greedy and selfish uh, individuals came along and figured out how they could manipulate these systems become the middleman and essentially like a parasite feed off of your commercial energy and sweat equity. Mm-hmm. So the, the best thing uh, men and women can do is, is really to learn the context in which their lives are, are actually functioning uh, under. We, we referenced the language there before. Well, the language is important because most men and women without realizing it, through osmosis of, of their, you know, learning through public school systems or whatever else are actually speaking like corporate entities. Right. So a lot of the language, you know, look at, and to reference it, I I mentioned to people, you know, if it looks like a duck, it acts like a duck, it quacks like a duck, it must be a duck. Well, they use that kind of same kind of reference, uh, you know, to men and women who they've converted into corporate entities. It uh, looks like it speaks like a corporate entity. It acts like a corporate entity on documents, on paper. It's a corporate entity. It's going to fall under that corporate jurisdiction. And if you look into what those corporate jurisdictions are and, and rules, laws, regulations, um, they're fierce. You know, there's a lot of, uh, you know, corporate cannibalism for what mm-hmm. is, is something that is legal. And so this is where the confusion between lawful and legal come into play. Well, legal is another corporate instrument. It's, it's the legalities for that jurisdiction. How you present yourself as a man or woman, um, not just on paper, but in general, um, you know, really is an identifying factor on those who are kind of stuck in the program and, and those who have kind of started to realize that there's more to what's going on. And they're seeking solutions. Um, that, that's the one thing that I'm always finding, especially in these groups, is people want to know what's going on and, and what happened. And, and not only that, how do we start moving out of this? Right. Yeah, you get, we got the sirens going on in the background as we're talking about the, you know, the authorities in a sense. And there, I, I love the irony, you know, nothing happens by accident type of thing. But, you know, this... I'm I'm so curious as to sort of how you know you had mentioned in in the the, the, the our pre pre conversation that you don't want to be free man you want to be able to navigate through because I'd also I've often referred to this strategy as free man but you had said that that's not necessarily the best thing so what what's your take on that? Well, we're, we're natural men and women, and so a free man or a free woman really means without contract, right? So. If you're a free man, you're a man that has no contract whatsoever. Most most of us, one way or another, um, are in contract with, with some entity or, or man or woman. So to be 
to be free of contract isn't necessarily serving either. So it, it really is, um, and we're in a transition right now, even on a global scale, uh, where, where people are, are waking up and realizing this and they're, they're getting out of the corporate um, jurisdiction and, and people are, are starting to claim their you know, natural rights under natural law and create cooperatives, right? So a cooperative is very different than a corporation. Right. A cooperative is how men and women uh, will contract amongst each other and the government has no standing within a cooperative. So it's a level of self-governance that we can create with each other. Um, again, you know, to be free of, of all contract means that you're, you're also free of, of that community or, or connections, right? We, we are, um, we're meant to be in tribes. We're meant to, you know, work together as a, a cooperative function. And so you can see through society and over time how there's been a real push on the breakdown of the family unit and our, our communities in general. Right. Um, for for instance, you know, children are, are now sent off to uh, to daycares and schools at a very young age. The uh, the old are sent to elderly care and old folks home, and and each member of the family usually has to go off to work somewhere just to kind of make ends meet. Mm-hmm. So we've been really compartmentalized in that sense. And it's it's breaking down um, our, our tactile connection, right? Tactile touch, um, it, it's communication, right? Before we learned words per se, which is parts of speech, for those curious, um, we used to do a lot of uh, symbolic gestures or, or touch, you know, and now it, it's demonized to the point where, you know, you put your hand on, on someone's shoulder or something out of, you know, j- just trying to make that connection. They can turn that around and use it against you like you're, you're doing something wrong. Assault, yeah. right? Well, and even if you don't touch the person, like in your mind right now, it's, it's society has put us in such a state that it's like, even if I tried to move this person, I don't want to touch them, period, because of what might happen. And society... And I don't say society is in you and me. I say society is those delivering the narrative have created this. Yes. The, the certain constructs that are there. And uh, really the only purpose they serve is to implement levels of control. Mm-hmm. The levels of control that I've, I've referred to a lot on the show are um, uh, people often look at finance. They think, you know, um, a lot of it comes down to the dollar and all that sort of stuff. I'm a firm believer that that those that created the co- the control systems also created the dollar. So it doesn't really, the buck doesn't stop here. In other words, it, it the dollar itself is just another layer of their manipulation. They don't need it. We need it to bow to it and to distract us from who we truly and really are. Um, if we're hunting down money, like you said, the, you know, the the kids go to daycare, the parents go to work, and the and the elderly go to the home. You know, um, none of us are focusing on on what we can contribute, what, who we are, what we're doing. All we're trying to do is make money. And that's, uh, to me, that's, you know, that's the biggest, that's one of the biggest scams going right now. Um, well, and if you look at what money is, in, in essence, it's a tool, right? We use different currencies um, for commerce. And it was a tool designed for exchange, right? It was a means that uh, we could all be on, on kind of a, the same plane. The problem with nowadays currencies or, or money is most of them's fiat. So a fiat currency has no intrinsical value other than the value men and women give it. Mm-hmm. And so this is this is where there's a huge transition right now, and and why you know the crypto space is um, there's a lot of attention there because there's many cryptos that are actually backed up by viable resources, different projects, things like that. And if you take it a step further. Money or currency, you, you think of currents of, of electricity, right? It's energy. Mm-hmm. So, you know, and, and that system was a great system until it was uh, manipulated, perverted for, you know, greedy, greedy cause. It was a, a means to store commercial energy, a means right. to store sweat equity. Jeez, you get, what's going on back there? Some sort of a party. I'm not sure. I know. <laughs> I, but you know, again, they, they want to come join the conversation. Well, they are joining it, and the irony's not lost on me because this is all about sort of how we choose to perceive the law and how we choose to see it. And 
you know, that sound that's going on in the background right now is a symbol of get out of the way of we're important of there's an emergency ahead of you of, of this is like that. Well, now that sounds like a fire truck. So now like something's burning down, you know? And the funny thing is like, when we, when we hear these sounds, you know, there's, there's these, the, these analogies that we put into play. And there's so many things that humanity doesn't necessarily think about, like, like red, white, and blue, right. It's the most freeing colors you'll ever see until they're flashing in your rear view mirror. You know, that's <laughs> like, like, there's so much symbology behind that, that type of thing. Um, you know, and, and the same with the police systems, right. The, the police are out doing their thing and you've got, you know, you could say anything to anyone about what the police are up to, but there's never been a song that said, fuck the fire department, right. It's always fuck the police because, <laughs> you know, and, and people will say, well, there's some corrupt cops and there's not, there's some non-corrupt cops, but the truth is the entire system is corrupt uh, as best, you know, we can put it into play uh, because, you either are corrupt and doing corrupt things or you're aware of corrupt cops and doing nothing. Um, and that's not just cops. That's literally the world in which we live in. Like you're, you're either, you know, if you're aware of it and, and doing change, you know, you and I are creating change and doing our best to create change. Uh, that's one thing. Uh, but being aware of something and doing nothing. Um, these are, these are things that, 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 you know, obviously make you and perpetuate you as part of the system. Um, and that's, you know, that's a huge thing because it's, it's, this this law that you're speaking of it is fully immersed in everything like we grew up in it it's like telling a fish that they're in water they're like what are you talking about you know that they don't understand like that reminds me of the the of the the, the, old, the joke there the the old fish swims by the two young fish and he says how's the water today boys and the two fish the two young fish are like what what are you talking about right it only becomes a, a moment in time where you realize that you're in the water which is where we are right now which is why people can't even understand it or see it or defend that, you know, our whole system is, is completely all around us. Like, like the matrix Neo said, you know, like uh, the matrix is all around you. It's everywhere. It's all encompassing. I don't know what's going on again, you know, with that, these guys in the background, but like, it's taking them forever to get there. Like we've been hearing this siren pretty much the whole episode. I think it's been about five, five trucks have gone by now. So there's something's going on. Yeah. For um, sure. I usually hear hear them around here, but uh, not this intensely. Yeah, well, you know, they want to be on the show. So, ladies and gentlemen, the fine fire department of the town that you're in, welcome to the show. <laughs> and we just did a quick edit right there to let the fire trucks go and do their thing because they were getting out of control. Uh, what were we talking about? We were talking about, um, I know, okay, so one of the things that you're involved in um, primarily is um, helping well, I'll let you describe it. Like, what is it? What is it? That, what's your job right now? Yeah, and you kind of touched on, um, you know, what the other side of um, what I deal with, and it, it's the psychology of what's happening. Mm -hmm. So, I, I was uh, fortunate enough to team up with an amazing uh, behavioralist, actually uh, a learning theory specialist, uh, who had got his doctrine at Hopkins. And so over the last couple of years, um, you know, I've been learning the larval roots of psychology uh, back to William James. Mm -hmm. Prior to this, I, I got my coaching certification and, and did a match, uh, master's coaching certification. So I had, uh, I, I had a reason to start looking around the globe and, and, and find a solution for my children that were uh, my one son, especially he was taken away. Um, at a young age, uh, I was jumping through all the hoops with the system. I was moved to another province. And um, that's where I really started to see that there was something very wrong uh, with this system where it was actually the cause of why I couldn't see my son. Uh, they didn't have proper legislation in place. They had programs that would enforce, uh, but no programs to, to reconcile or, or come to solutions. Um, and, and the further I learned too, which brings us back to, um, and, and I'll touch back on it, is how our name is written and, and how we're converted into these corporate entities. Uh, but back to my story, um, I, I teamed up with some, some great guys and we help rescue children um, who are being psychologically abused in these alienation situations. And it's where um, one parent will weaponize the child um, to get at the other parent. And, and you'll hear a lot of it, uh, like his narcissistic tendencies or, or narcissistic abuse. Um, but the issue with that is, again, it's, it's that word magic, the play on words. If you actually know what narcissism is, 
uh, it's self-love and the story, you know, behind the reflection and um, it being detrimental to himself. So a narcissist is actually more inclined to, to harm themselves than others. Whereas the behavior we're actually witnessing is sadistic behavior. It's sadism. It's a means of where one parent has so much resentment, anger, and frustration uh, towards the other parent. And it might not have even been that other parent, but within their own life experience, within their own traumas, when they were younger, growing up, learned experience, all behaviors learned in context. And so that behavior is then now being projected. And this is how it becomes um, intergenerational. And so what we do is, is we uh, team up with these parents. Uh, we have our, our support system that helps them through um, maneuvering the, the legal waters and, and also the behavioral stuff. Um, our, our psychologist, he teaches the classes. So it's a train the trainer program where we educate parents on what they need to be able to rescue their children. Uh, not only uh, in the behavioral aspect of, of being able to, to rescue the positive behaviors that they used to have, because most of these children will actually become quite cruel and abusive um, to the target parent. Uh, but we also help them to show the court how the court is, is responsible and at the same time participating in this abuse. So we kind of box in uh, the judge and, and the attorneys and we show them the solution. Right. And that's the biggest thing is, you know, you, you can't really sit there and complain about all the problems if, if you don't have a solution to present. Right. So this is what we did. We, we hunkered down. We sat there and, and we identified all of the you know tricks and traps that we go through in these situations and kind of what they utilize to gain control. And we've we've built a model that reverses it. And so we've been super successful um, in, yeah, it's, it's that pain turned to passion. I think, I think that's amazing too, because there's a lot of people that will talk a big talk and not really put their money where their mouth is. Um, and, but you'll see too, though, those that, you know, a true mystic is somebody who, who's been through the worst and has, has uh, alchemized it to a point where they can really, you know, take advantage uh, of, of the pain, uh, take advantage and, and, and help create one of the memes that I've shared recently that I absolutely adore was uh, if you heal loudly, you can prevent people who are suffering quietly. Uh, and that, and that's a huge thing. So you guys, not only, you know, did you live through this, but because you lived through it, you became the man or you were always destined, I would assume to be the man uh, who's doing what you're doing, but you know, the, the small amount of knowledge that you have, or sorry, not small, but the, the amount of knowledge that you have in your field and then sharing that out with, with the, the individual uh, while you know, going toe to toe with the courts and, and helping uh, is huge. And I've also said too a thousand times that every every perpetrator of violence was once a victim of violence. And you know, when you talk about the kids, you know, weaponized against the parents, you know, the one toxic mother, uh, you know, she she's she's attacking the, the husband uh, in this scenario, and the kid now listens to the mother and thinks that the husband's a bad guy. So you know, you're up against a lot of walls, and all you're really doing in this state as the husband. You could have been a perfect husband and now you're, you know, you're fighting against your wife's trauma from when she was three or four years old, now resurfaced and remanifesting against you. Uh, that's not every case, ladies and gentlemen, obviously, and this, this goes both, both ways back and forth. Um, you know, uh, Amber Heard, for example, has really made a, a mockery of, of, of the idea that we have to trust every single person, but she's certainly shown that, you know, people are crazy on all levels and they need to be. I think everybody needs to be crazy. Um, because everybody's craziness gets polished down by the entities in which they encounter. So what we meet and what we see and what we do are all intentional to make us better versions of who we are by overcoming the crazy that we meet out there. Also the crazy that we project because none of us are perfect. A bit of a tangent right there. So <laughs> I want, I, uh, I, I go on those. Um, we will, ladies and gentlemen, too, we're going to drop, if you're in the situation that Corey's talking about, we're going to drop uh, the links to his work uh, at the end of the, where it's going to be in the show notes. Uh, and we're going to drop you back to that uh, at the end of the show as well. So that you can reach out, you can ask questions and you can get help. If you're in a family battle, a legal battle, all that sort of stuff, there's answers out there for you for definitely if you need to look into these things. But let's have a little bit of fun with this. Um, with regards to language, what do you know? What are some neat tricks that you learned um, just some little one-offs or some little fun things that are like, huh, I never would have, you know, what are some of those little fun things that you picked up along the way? Well, for one of the things you actually mentioned, one of the, uh, the words, uh, suffering. 
So to, to suffer actually means to um, be in that state out of consent. So you never want to go into a court and tell them that, you know, you've suffered from this because you're, you're actually consenting to it and there's nothing they're going to do. Mm-hmm. It, it's really learning the language, learning how these word plays happen, the word magic. Right. Um, a lot of it's based in, in Latin, um, you know, old Hebrew. So it's, it's knowing the root of, and, and I, I'm finding this in a lot, like there's a lot of misinformation and a lot of um, paths that society and, and the public eye went down that I found to be very fictitious. There's a lot of fictitious conveyance of language. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and this is what Miller helped to solve with his, his language that was created. This was back in 1999. So the U.S. went through their third uh, bankruptcy. And so 2000 was a year of jubilee. Well, there was supposed to be a level of um, freedom that was going to happen amongst men and women. And uh, what happened right around that time? Y2K. Well, and then 9-11, right? Yeah. So there was was a lot of disrupt. Um, He managed to successfully get the flag um, acknowledged as the correct sentence structure, parse, syntax, grammar, flag. And with that, it gave men and women the ability uh, to create their freedom, right? So, and, and why I say that is, again, on paper, you're not living. There, there's no documents, like all the documents that we've been brought up to utilize are, are corporate instruments. Mm-hmm. And so it, it really, and, and this brings us back to the money and, and that aspect of it is these are all tools, okay? So a tool can be used for a positive purpose or it can be used for negative purpose. Um, it, it all depends on the wielder of that tool, right? The carpenter can do beautiful work with his tools. Uh, somebody, you know, who, who doesn't possess those skills but picks up a hammer and goes to attack somebody, well, they've just converted that tool into a weapon. Mm-hmm. Um, so our, our volition in how we um, behave, in, in how we conduct ourselves as men and women, uh, play a, a very strong role in that as well. Right now, we're all under trust. We're under trust because we're not deemed competent to be able to handle our own affairs. So that's part of the, the starting point in when you want to become you know, free and, and utilize those natural laws, um, you need to be able to claim that. Um, and, and so part of doing that is claiming your identity through a live life claim. Um, when we were, when we set up our birth certificates, uh, which is, brings us back to straw man, right? So the birth certificate was actually, uh, designed to set up a near duplicate, um, version of you. And, and that's why it's not actually you. It's, it's the simulation of you, but it was designed for commerce, right? And so monies were put into this account for you to provide for, um, your growth and, and through your lifetime. Well, these systems were then hijacked. Uh, middlemen decided to come in and do a bait and switch where they'll get you to, uh, to be the security. They'll use you as a security, access your, your securities, use them for their own purpose. And within their system, they create another near duplicate of you. And if you look at um, all the letters coming through your letterbox, you'll notice that um, they'll be all capitalized. So that all capitalization is there um, for one, where do you find all capitals? Titles. Usually on a tombstone, right? So if you have, um, if you're in, if, if you're looking at your documents and you, you can see a lot of them are, are all based in full capitalization and that's because they've actually got claim of that uh, that format of your name. That's not your true birth uh, birth name. Mm-hmm. It's it's been modified. So what they do is is so if you've got multiple letters coming through, when when you go to your letterbox and yeah. you you get the mail, um, take a look at how your name is written on the document. Mm-hmm. Now usually it's going to be all capitalization. You know, you find capital letters on a gravestone. Um, it's a dead entity. So they're using a non-degeared name. So it's not you, 
but it's like you. And so they trick you into contracting with that, uh, that entity and take accountability for it. So they, they, they've created a bait and switch. They sat there and, and you were the accreditor. They're the debtor. They're the service provider. And they turned it around, utilized your credit, and, and tried to come back at you and say, you're the debtor. You owe us. It's almost like having a cleaner come into your house, clean your house, change your locks, and say, well, because they're cleaning products uh, you know, used in your house, I'm going to take over your house. Right. So... It's, it's how they, they've been able to utilize these systems um, to harvest your commercial energy, your sweat equity. And the more names that come through the letterbox that are different are all the different straw men that have been made for you to service. <laughs> right. That's, that's a peculiarity for sure. So, so how, do you, how do you protect yourself against this or do you need to protect yourself against this or you know, what comes next when, when you become aware of this sort of stuff? Well, and this is where, it, this is the empowering part is, and this is why you also need to know the context and how it came to be, right? Mm-hmm. So back in uh, 1666, the Sesame Trust was created when the Black Plague was uh, rolling through Europe. And so they, they closed their doors, London closed their doors, and essentially stated that, uh, you know, um, or closing ship once they open their doors uh, those who come back and, and claim their life claim their stuff will be there but they didn't know who was going to be alive who was going to be dead at that point and so if you didn't make any claim to your life within seven years um, you were considered dead and lost at sea well these laws or these legalities have have been carrying over and so when you are born you're birthed right Another maritime, and all this is maritime language, right? The banks, currency, it all comes back to, uh, you know, international. So this is how you function under that. And that's when you know that that's the highest jurisdiction and you start to learn that jurisdiction, that's how you can protect yourself. Um, The government, they're just another service provider. They create, um, you know, this means to provide a service uh, for men and women, but they have to get you to participate. Right. So as you've noticed over time, these governments, um, the United States of America, for example, well, when they hit their third bankruptcy and they were no longer United States of America, they conveniently converted to the United States. And so not everybody was aware that at that point there was also a change in jurisdiction. Um, It's no longer United States of America. It's United States Corporation. Canada did the same thing. You know, if you look at uh, even the language, it used to be uh, lowercase. Now it's converted to capitalization, corporate instrument. Um, so to, to get yourself out of that, uh, to, to really, you know, start to make viable change for yourself and, and get into a new jurisdiction and a new system, you got to create a claim of the life. And now there's a means where you can get that from when you were born. Um, and that's your, your live birth uh, certificate. It, it shows whether you're a live birth or a stillbirth, right? That acknowledges on paper that you're a living man or woman, right? And this is where it comes back to the duck. So you have to acknowledge yourself uh, and your natural rights, as well as, you know, provide that uh, the reasoning and the validation, which is your live life claim. Most, most people can't get access to that live birth document. So another means to create that is through trust law. Trust is three. Okay. So contract, contract is two, trust is three. And so what you can do is by bringing three people together and being your own witnesses and and your own endorsing each other, you now can create a trust document. Okay. The other thing is, and, and so there's a bit to this document, you got to learn how to properly uh, create documents now, uh, being, being a man versus a corporate entity. So you look at most documents, at the bottom of the document, what's it asked for? Signature. Right? Well, what's a signature? A signature. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. 
Um, and it's done in cursive language, right? The language of the dead, necromancy. So when you look at cursive, <laughs> or when you look at uh, the signature, sorry, it's a simulation of your being, right? So anything SI is simulation. So it's not actually you. Again, the means was for commerce, for, for, uh, to operate within that realm of the world. Um, so men and women, we utilize autographs. An autograph is autonomous graph of your body. Well, what would be used as an autograph? Signature. Thumbprint, right? That's your creator's seal. So that thumbprint is unique to yourself. Yeah. And so um, we can talk further on this uh, on another show and kind of go through, you know, format of, of documents and how to correctly um, put one together, how to properly endorse it uh, a little deeper on, on the actual language. Um, but some, some places to go if, if you're looking to enhance your, your knowledge on this is uh, a website called mkchristopher.com. So that's uh, full colon Mark hyphen Keyshawn, full colon Christopher. He is a plenipotentiary judge and federal postal court judge who um, took over after uh, Miller. Uh, Miller had passed on there and uh, he had put in trust uh, his life's work to carry on. And so plenipotentiary judges through the UPU are... Um, are, are there to educate uh, the people. And, and there's supposed to be a, a plenipotentiary judge in every country. Um, th this is how bad and, and how much that they've sat there and, and uneducated men and women that they don't even know the resources available to them. Right. And if you talk about them, you're crazy. <laughs> if, you right. talk about the things that, if you talk about the things that are going to set you free, you're the crazy one. Well, and, and that's just it, you know, the bird in the cage. I, there's so much, there's so much in here. Like you talked, you, you mentioned signature. I mean, there's so many uh, security purpose questions or whatever on your cell phone now that are all biometric thumbprint to get into. And I have a feeling based on what you're saying that that's not by accident. You know, you're signing your life away to use these things and you use your thumbprint to agree to it. Well, and what else do they have whenever you sign up for an application or, or something in that nature is they always have terms and conditions. Oh, yeah. agree to our terms and conditions. Mm -hmm. Well, where did you get the opportunity to put in your own terms and conditions? Nowhere. Right? So what does that make it? Not to mention the terms and conditions can be changed whenever the hell the entity wants to change them. Right? That's in their terms and conditions. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. But again, that's a unilateral contract, right? So you can't have contract with one, one party. Right. Contract must be two. And so this is where, you know, the fraud continues. Um, and and it, it's no different if it's knowing how to call out these organizations. It's yeah. knowing your jurisdiction and how to operate within it. You know, know thy enemy. That was the other part. That's why I, I deep delve into this because I wanted to know what was going on. I right. was tired of wasting time. Yeah. I remember, and my energy. Yeah. Well, that's it, right? You're giving it away. You're, you're, you're freely giving it away and these people are taking it. The, I remember having a conversation with the, the other uh, individual and he was talking about when you're standing in court and the, the judge says, do you understand the charges as they've been brought against you? There are um, verbiages in there and you can say things like, um, no, I don't stand underneath uh, this. Uh, and furthermore, I demand you recuse yourself. Um, and the judge typically, as, as goes the story, the judge will leave. <laughs> if he, well, yeah. yeah, he's trying to use wordplay to get you to consent, right? Yeah. Do you understand? Do you stand under? Are, are you consenting to these terms? Yeah. Right. And, and it's as simple as, you know, not consenting yeah it's it, it we, we become um programmed uh we've been taught to consent um to become afraid of any time we're being bullied yeah or or even having to 
you know, most people don't know how to pen their own letters anymore. Yeah. You know, I, most people don't know the, the main components of what a contract is. Nobody does. Really? There's very, so, very few people. What, what's the most common contract that uh, that's out there? A handshake? <laughs> or, or a death pledge. Or in other words, a mortgage. Yeah, mortgage. How many people have, uh, have mortgages? Well, a lot of people have mortgages and they were kind of tricked into getting them because like, you're paying until you die for the most part on these things. Well, you're not mortgaging the land because to have a, a mortgage, you have to already be in possession of the land. So what are you mortgaging? I don't know. And yeah, we don't own the land. Nobody can own the land. Nobody that, that's because it's it's alien, right? But you can settle the land. So, and, and that's where it's different. You don't claim ownership because, um, again, no one can own the land, but you can settle the land. And so that land is, is your settlement. And that gives you claim to that land. Mm. You know, when they say they own all the rights and minerals, well, what are you made up of? Um, rights or minerals. Yeah, everybody's made up of the same shit. Right? So, so it's all... I'll play on words that they walk us into these these consent consenting contracts that we don't even realize we're we're getting ourselves into. So how would you I mean, is there a way that you could help somebody that's listening to this show right now? Or is there a thing that is, you know, some 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 wordplay that you're quickly familiar with that would assist in a, a scenario or a situation with anything? at this moment in time, just like a light one, not like, because I know all of this stuff, you have to go into detail. You have to learn all that sort of stuff. I'm just wondering if there's any quick things that, that would change the way people perceive what they're perceiving. Well, if it has to do with like public safety or a situation where you're, you're dealing with a police officer, so to speak, uh, always refer to them as constables. And unless there is a crime scene, mm-hmm. they're just a, uh, another man or woman, uh, in uniform but they're off duty right you're not they're just a civilian in uniform and what's Um, the story if they hand you a business card then they become something else right well they're they're trying to contract with you right so they're they're engaging you on another level and the other thing is is you don't have contract with uh with them they're there to provide uh public safety right and so they're not, and, and you look at the oaths, you look at the crown, like this goes back deep, right? What is the crown? The crown is a legal fiction. Mm-hmm. It's, a, it's a title. It's, uh, there's no actual um, man or woman that has that authority. It's a and group so, of people that stood up and said, we're going to do this now. Well, and it goes further than that is um, it, it's not even a group of people at this point. It's... No it's an instrument that has been created uh, to create a representation uh, in the belief or, or the mindset of people, right? It, it, it creates a, a symbolic means in which they believe there's an authority greater than them. Mm-hmm. But if you look at natural law, corporations have the lowest jurisdiction. Right. This is why you want to access, and there are the means to do so, but you want to access the jurisdictions of men and women. You want to operate and function within that. Um, they build councils, right? So when the Constitution in the U.S. was built, created, they had, um, and, and this goes back to, you know, the Bible too, a council of 12 with your fiduciary, mm-hmm. right? Jesus' followers, and, and he was the 13th. So, there's, there's means to do this. And again, this is where we need to start coming together as men and women who are trying to create these changes and, and really put pen to paper, create our own cooperatives, create our own councils, um, you know. And so there, I do have a bit of a, a template on what, what kind of areas that need to be addressed when you are building councils and, and coming together, because that's what governments have done. They've sat there and they've put together, you know, their terms and conditions. What is a constitution? What is a treaty? Right. So a treaty is how men and women actually contract with each other. So and, and so when you go back and you look at the treaties, 
the ones who are participating in that and have accepted that are part of that treaty. But if you've never treated with them, mm-hmm. you're not part of that jurisdiction. You have no contract with that. And so this is what men and women don't realize is there's all of these things out there. Yes, that they're aware of. Um, but are you contracted with it? Are you tied to that in any way or form? Or are you contracted to this jurisdiction and these corporate entities and, and this matter of, of things, right? So that's important. And, and we've all been kind of walked into um, these kind of performances. And, and that's what it is. It's a performance. Right. These politicians are actors on a stage. These judges are actors on a stage. When you actually learn, you know, the tricks of the courtroom and how they play on different levels, different planes, um, it, it's quite interesting. There's, there's a lot that goes with this. Now, we are running a little bit back on time. What is, um, what would you say or what, what resources would you have to drop back for places that people could go to, to look at some of this stuff? Honestly, mkchristopher.com is an amazing uh, site. He right. is one of the head federal postal court judges. Uh, his purpose is to educate, and he does have the means um, uh, to go through all of that. Uh, he, it is a university um, program that, that he operates. So uh, those who, who want to get on that level and, and become students and be able to perform uh, on these levels, is definitely the best place to start. You know, if, if you're looking to eliminate your mortgage, if you're looking to uh, eliminate debts, um, and it's it's learning how to disqualify it, right? So a lot of these fictitious conveyance of language and these contracts can be disqualified by utilizing uh, Focal and David hyphen wing grammar performance technology. Hmm. And this MK Christopher, um, that's a real person? Yeah, doing man. his thing right now. Yeah, yeah, and that's something. Right, so I could probably reach out to him and see if he wanted to come on the show too and get get, get even further into this. Yeah, it's uh, you could definitely uh, give it a shot. Um, I know he he's a busy man. He does as much. Uh, there's he's got over 400 videos. So you know, Amazing. if somebody really wanted to deep dive into this stuff, yeah. um, they can learn a lot just by listening to his public videos when you want to get into actually building the councils actually doing the solution based stuff well you need to become part of you know that university and and be on that level because there's a lot of information here it's it's important that you know this before you try and you know pretend or practice that's another word you don't want to use um, these roles or responsibilities because again you don't want to walk yourself into a trap you, you don't you want to already know the it, system yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah no i get that for sure so no and so so back to the stuff that you're doing the work that you're doing which i think is also massively important you've taken all this knowledge and all this understanding so far and you're 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 just getting started on your journey as well like you've got you know there's so much more that you're going to achieve and accomplish um the work that you're doing right now and um just helping families and and uh, sort of creating this 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 ideology, this this realization. Do you see it extending past um, for you, family care and, and helping families into into basically helping generations create a freedom? Do you think that it's possible that if enough people knew this, that we could all just back right off from all of it? Oh, for sure. And and that's what needs to happen. I, I don't even think it. That's what should happen. It, it's what needs to happen. And so we do need to start coming together as communities. We do need to uh, be able to learn how to, you know, pen our own contracts, how to um, maneuver these systems because these systems were built for us. They were near perfect systems and and they were corrupted at the core. So by education's, you know, the first step, it's same with when we rescue uh, these children. We have to educate these parents. We have to make them competent and confident enough to be able to perform the functions that they need to do. Right. No, man, I love that. And and thank you again for for your time today. Like this, this was some great stuff. And like we just touched the surface on this. Like, I'll definitely have oh, you back. just grazed it. <laughs> yeah, I'll definitely have you back, and we'll go into detail on on specific topics and things like that. Uh, yeah, for sure. See, try to get some sort of a panel, like you would say, get a panel going on of people that can have these conversations and that can really share this knowledge because this stuff can be talked about weekly and everybody would still learn. And I think it should be. I think that, you know, there, 
you know, I'm surprised you don't have a podcast, for example, you know, to, to really just push this message out there and to talk about the things that, you know, on sort of on repetition, uh, people need to see that stuff and people need to hear it. And, and it's not that we need to force this down the throats of people, but anyone that's got a whisper of an idea that they want to look into once that information starts coming, you know, it just, it just flows. It's just an overflow of, of, of amazement really. And it's such a cool thing to understand that, you know, not only, I mean, anyone on the, the conspiracy quote unquote uh, spectrum understands that everything that everything that we've ever been handed or taught or talked to has been a lie. Uh, so why would this be any different? You know, why would we have to do any of this sort of stuff? But I love what you said, you know, get out of contracts, get out of this, get out of that. Like, like, have you, have you witnessed like people that are like in the full on mortgage? They're like, mm, I don't want to do this anymore. And then they get to keep yeah. their house and not have to pay. Well, and, and so that's the other thing too. You have to know how to go through the process in which you get, you catch them in the fraud. You have to prove, so fraud videates contract. So when you become educated enough in this, you know how to, to show the fraud, mm -hmm. you know how to um, keep the judge accountable, right? You have to actually put them in a new jurisdiction. And so we can go over that a little more too uh, on another conversation. My goal actually is to, to get my qualification within the federal postal court, become a plenipotentiary judge and be able to um, utilize this avenue um, with helping rescue children, right? We'll have more, um, more opportunity because we won't need that middleman that's been corrupted. We'll have our own means to create our own courts, to create our own contracts, right? Contracting isn't a bad thing, right? We need that. We need to be able to create healthy boundaries. That's what contract is, it's, and that's what treaties are. How are we going to maintain healthy boundaries between how we're going to behave and function between each other? Countries do that the same way, right? Um, and, and nations do that too. So it's, it's important to know how to contract and to contract correctly. Right. No, I love that. And that, that's the next one. I think we're going to talk about all the, the, the glories of contracting on our next show. Um, but man, again, thank you so much for coming. Thank you so much for being here. Uh, we're going to drop everybody back. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, uh, head over to uh, hopeanddarkness.me and chat with Corey. Uh, I think you're over there. You can email. Um, I can yeah, and if email. you want to email me directly, it's uh, the souls tribe at gmail.com. Perfect. I'll put that in the show liner notes as well. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, if you have any questions for Corey, uh, please do send him an email. Uh, he is helping everybody uh, one call at a time. Uh, again, man, thank you for your time today. I know you're busy. We're busy. We had a, we had a lot of fun. We met uh, just over a week ago. And, um, you know, what you guys are doing over there, I, I, I can't applaud you enough. I'm really happy to have had you on the show. Thank you. It's a pleasure being here, Adam. I look forward to our next conversation. Right on, brother. And ladies and gentlemen, the infamous words of Red Green. Keep your stick on the ice. Thank you for listening to today's Mental Mastery Alliance podcast. Let the team know you're listening by using the hashtag MMA and Mental Mastery Alliance. Want more motivation? Be sure to follow online on Instagram at Mental Mastery Alliance and on Facebook at Mental Mastery Alliance. And remember, your perception creates your reality. Make it a great day. You got it, Pontiac.